What's good, everybody? This is Fraternal Football. I'm Cameron. I'm Zach. Welcome back to another episode of Fraternal Football. Just me, Cameron, here today with a special guest, bringing him back because he was pretty good the first time. We decided to give him another shot. Rigo. Hey, guys. You know, I appreciate uh, Cameron having me on again. Yeah, for sure, man. You're, you're pretty easy to talk to, and uh, I know we have a lot of commonalities, so just kind of worked out. And, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, – I think I'm recording another one with Zach later, so we're just going to have a, a double this week. But nice. this one is more of what he doesn't look into, college football. So I know you are a – I, I'm not actually sure. Uh, are are you a, a big fan or do you just watch certain teams? You know, I, I'm a big fan of um, college football when it gets a little bit more closer to playoffs. You know, beginning of the season, like September, October, don't really pay attention as much. But, uh, you know, baseball's on, but uh, definitely a little <laughs> bit closer to playoffs. Yeah. Go Dodgers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was cold. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for him on the, on the side. Not gonna lie, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the same with, with college for the most part. I'll, I'll watch a couple games in September, and then, uh, the colder it gets, and uh, the more the playoff race heats up, the more I start tuning in, and of course, bowl season because you know, it's like a little bunch of little mini championship games, just guys going all out, and you're like, who, who the fuck is this? And he does like. <laughs> the game of his life. I, I, I enjoy those sort of narratives. Uh, but we got a special one that probably, at least I assumed no one was watching, but actually uh, I looked up some, some figures because I, I keep hearing college football is like the, the number two sport in America's. So I was like, okay, yeah. let's, let's prove that. The Fresno UTEP game, you uh ballpark guess how many viewers that got? Mm, I'm gonna go. Uh, it's not a big bowl game. Anywhere, oh, dang, uh, it has to be in the thousands. It's nowhere near a mil. What if I uh, told you the New Mexico Bowl? In Albuquerque, New Mexico, which I didn't even know there were that many people there. Apparently, 16,000 people showed up for that. What? Wow, there's that many people in the whole state. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the game on TV had, I believe, an estimated 1.5 to 3 million viewers. Oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, the New Mexico Bowl, which I, I don't think most people have heard of. They probably just flipped it on like, oh, look, football. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then the highest one I think so far, at least I don't know about yesterday's games, but UAB and BYU had 3.22 million viewers. That's oh. the highest on ABC. And then the Armed Forces Bowl versus Mizzou and Army had 2.57 million viewers, the highest on ESPN so far, which I think says a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that. But let's let's get into the uh, the New Mexico Bowl, which I don't know why Fresno is in New Mexico, but that's I couldn't say it any better myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they just 
put a blindfold on and choose these games. <laughs> yeah. Uh it was this game was was close. This a lot of back and forth it seemed. I was never comfortable. Uh I don't know what what was your general feeling on this one? Uh throughout the game, um, especially you know, that first quarter, even the first opening drive, um, you just kind of knew that uh, Kirby Moore was kind of wasn't going to rely on Jake Hayner a little bit too much um, and just run the offense completely through um, Mims. And, and they did, you know, that first, that mm-hmm. first play, the fake reverse, um, amazing, amazing way to start, start off a ball game, you know, shake the nerves off a little bit. Um, and then to take away all the way down, um, down the field. Um, I don't know. It, it was a really interesting game. Um, but definitely that, uh, that trick play on, even on the opening drive, uh, for the mm-hmm. two-point conversion, even though th- they converted, but they got a penalty off it. Um, it just sh- what kind of showed like highlights of what Fresno State's offense is going to be next season, and I'm excited. Um, I don't really think Jake Hayner is going to be this the go-to guy next season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is definitely the general of that that team, but I, if Jordan Mims stays healthy, I think the offense is going to run through him. In my opinion, yeah, that guy. Uh, I think I mentioned it too. Uh, I, I think he could be a part of the committee at the next level for sure. But yeah, there was a uh, that I, I I appreciate you pointing out that um, that opening sequence. Yeah, I think it these bowl games really mean a lot to some, to some of these guys out there, and to go out there and and shake off the rust and the the jitters and go in there and be a little aggressive. Uh, I think. You know, gets everyone juiced and gets them excited and gets them in the game. And these are like little championship games. And Fresno came to play. UTEP also came to play. Uh, we weren't sure all of Fresno was going to come to play. Uh, there was a lot of transfer portal news. Jay Kaner possibly going to Washington to accompany uh, Kalen DeBoer but suddenly reversed and we weren't sure if he was going to play, but he did. Uh, and I, I don't know if that played into, uh, he, he looked a little out of sync during this game, I think, except for uh, that touchdown pass to Mims seems kind of like a, a breath of fresh air. But yeah, I, I don't know if that played into them focusing more on Mims, but that that dude had a day. Was it 165 yards rushing, two touchdowns, five catches, 71 yards, and another touchdown? Um, they 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 needed that because <laughs> yeah. I don't think Jay Kaner was carrying that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Jay Kaner made like some really really good throws in the the back end, and I I think there was like this one play where it was like a off the shoulder throw in the second quarter. Um, to the sideline, it was just amazing. Um, and then you mentioned also the mm-hmm. Jordan Mims um, uh, touchdown. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head that it did felt it did feel like you know the offense was was obviously relying on Jordan Mims, but the whole issue with the transfer portal and you know him wanting to go to Washington, it just feels mm-hmm. kind of like feels like he didn't want to be part of that team and now his team's kind of letting him have it mm-hmm. and this was like you know what you want to be the big stud in a big bowl game well guess what like you're gonna leave this team 
we're going to rely, we can rely on other players. It's not just you. It's a team mm-hmm. effort. Um, and I think, you know, Jake Hayner got the message loud and clear. Um, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm really excited for the 2022 season. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, college football is kind of one of those things we, we know that the, the top guys like Fresno is never going to be competing with Alabama for really anything, but when they're good, relatively speaking, amongst their peers in the Mountain West, like teams like that make it fun. And Fresno has, has a history of, of some pretty good quarterbacks. And I don't know where Hayner's going to end up on there, but it looks like uh, Cropper's pretty good too. Mims is pretty good. Maybe we see some guys at the next level. And, um, I think that are they all returning next year? Is there anyone leaving notably? I know I know Mims is returning and okay. um I believe Cropper is two, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then they have some defensive guys coming back too. Okay. Yeah, I figure um, you know, at those non power five schools they maybe want to build their, their resume a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, yeah. There's one did did you see that uh Speaking of fake plays uh, earlier, did you see that that little pop pass, that fake yeah, like kneel? The quarterback sneak? Yeah, or fake sneak, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How incredible when they hand that? It, when they hand it off to, like, the biggest tight end I've seen on a football field in a long time. Just like, that dude looks like a saying? truck. <laughs> oh, man. I was just – there were so many things going off with her defense. I can't even fathom to explain. Yeah, like – it, it was so it was so beautifully designed. I almost wasn't mad. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's going to sneak it. And then he like almost did like the Kenny Pickett fake slide and he came back up and and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any like, of the, yeah. the three million people watching saw that one coming. <laughs> yeah. And then we all saw the, the tight end and got some wheels on him. It's like, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> you look faster than me. Uh, i'm glad that the defense ended up coming through with a a pick and a and a safety at the end to to wrap it up um yeah yeah that they they needed that because it it really seemed like utep was just just always threatening constantly yeah and i don't know if you noticed cameron like how constantly throughout the uh, throughout the game, the Fresno State corners were just getting beat left and right with no safety help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until the end of the game they, they started creating turnovers. But like you said, it you had to keep watching the game because it just made you feel uncomfortable. Like, ah, oh, UTEP's going to come up. They're going to score again. You know, some huge play action boot to the right is going to throw a, throw a touchdown to the big tight end, you know? Like, it mm-hmm. just – I was never comfortable with, with the lead uh, throughout the game. Um, and obviously, you know, we got, you know, big, big plays at the end with the, the safety and the interception um, or the fumble, uh, which mm. in my opinion, I, I saw the fumble. Uh, it just, you know, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. It was a fumble. It was a fumble. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll bury that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know. It, especially if they want to compete next season, the defense definitely has to like shape up a little bit. Um, they can create turnovers, but it's about making the tackles, 
not allowing big plays down the field and just ultimately like not getting bailed out by your offense or by, mm-hmm. not your offense by Jordan Mims, not specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh what what Chef Tedford brings to this group. I I can't wait. Well, I guess we're we're ready to move on to uh the New Year's Six Bowls. I don't know if you have your your picks ready. I unfortunately have mine. Although to be fair, I I have been absolutely atrocious at picking bowl games this season. I've been doing the uh. The college football pick them thing on like the ESPN app yeah, and yeah. It, it has not been going well <laughs> I was like uh I think three and 12 at one point now I might be seven and 12 after <sighs> yesterday's games like I, I just could not pick a bowl game like it, it was even the obvious ones that like okay with if you had an SEC team like Missouri versus like Air Force you know I'm gonna go SEC team you know wrong that sort of deal. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I picked the Fresno one, right? But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it shakes out. But I'm going to make my picks anyway uh, and just, just hope they, they work out. Um, for the, the Peach Bowl, I think is the first one. Uh, mm. I know Kenny, I don't think Kenny Pickett is playing, and I don't think uh, Kenneth Walker is playing either. So that, that kind of takes some of the, the luster off it. But, yeah, it was more like a gimme at that point, too. Yeah, like I would have I would have taken Michigan State easy, but I, I guess I'll just take them anyway because I think the roster is more talented than, than Pitt, and I think most of that was Kenny Pickett uh, just balling out. So I'm, I'm going to go Michigan State on that one. Yeah, um, I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, Michigan State, um, like you mentioned, like the roster. Um, but how do you feel about Kenny Pickett, you know, opting out of the bowl game? Um, you know, I, I, I always have mixed feelings with these guys. Um, I know it's like uh, weighing, you know, team commitments and then future commitments to the next level. Uh, it's, it's And then probably whatever personal commitments they also have. So that that must be really tough, but like I, I I'm bummed, but because I, I want to see a good game and I want to see them lead their team to like one final, uh, you know, big win. But you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's it, it's their choice, I guess. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would love to see that. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like just like in my opinion, um, you know, Kenny Pickett, he's been a stud all season. And then towards the end of the season, he kind of slowed down a little bit. And, you know, he has like one like good play against Wake Forest and, um, you know, the fake mm-hmm. slide and that gets you know, <laughs> national recognition. Um, but I don't know. I, I really wanted to see him play in this game, ball out and kind of give NFL scouts something to look at. Yeah, it seems uh... – Although I would say maybe it's a, a risk reward because if he if he absolutely tanks, which I don't think he would, but you know there's always that chance that maybe it would hurt his stock. But he could also ball out against a pretty good team, the Ohio State game notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
So uh, you got it. Did you say you have you have Michigan State on this one too? Yeah, I have Michigan State. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll see how these picks hold up. I, I'm hoping for a, a second half rebound on these bowl games, which seems to be happening. <laughs> uh, next, I got the Fiesta Bowl. I have Oklahoma State over Notre Dame. And here I'm mostly playing the Brian Kelly's not there card. But also, I think OK State was a little pissed off that they lost to Baylor and therefore did not get a chance at a college football playoff spot. So I'm, I'm playing the, they're also going to be pissed and, you know, my Gundy team's kind of choked, but you know, maybe, maybe this one time now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually going to have to agree with you on that. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, the only games they've lost this season, you know, Iowa and Baylor were pretty close games. And other than that, they, they smacked everybody else and um, who they played. Um, Notre Dame, throughout the season, it, they were good, but it just – they weren't flashy like you expect Notre Dame to be. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. For sure. Yeah, that, that, that one actually intrigues me. I, I'm not committed really on my pick that much, but I'm just hinging on things. <laughs> Uh, next one we have is another curious one, Utah, Ohio State, Rose Bowl. I'm just now reading that Olav and Garrett Wilson are both opting out. So that I, I already picked Utah for the upset. That That's my like spicy pick. But now now I'm a little more dug in on that side. So I'm, I'm going to go Utah. They uh, I think they can. Uh, you know, I, I'm just more philosophically opposed to spreading it out constantly like Ohio State does. So I, I think mm-hmm. a team like Utah can kind of bully them in the trenches. They can run the ball and push them around and then uh, dominate the line of scrimmage on defense, I think, or at least, you know, get some pressure in there. So, okay. yeah, I, th- I think Utah can can come out a close one. And this is gonna no, I don't think it's contra like a controversial um choice, but I'm gonna go Ohio. Um simply just because I still think they should have been in playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um that last game um against Michigan, CJ Stroud, amazing game. Mm-hmm. Defense didn't bail him out. Um and then when you look on the other side of side of the um, the field, Utah. I'm sorry, but any team that loses to San Diego State shouldn't be long in a bowl game. It, that's just—it's ridiculous. I, it, I in all I fairness, really San Diego won't beat UTSA in their bowl game by double digits. Yeah, but uh, who? Cameron, tell me this: Who beat San Diego State? Uh, who who did beat San? Didn't they lose one or two games? Fresno. Oh. Not yet. Well, you know, you got that put one. Fresno. <laughs> I remember that. You know, put Fresno in the freaking yeah, put Fresno for the playoffs. Fresno for the playoffs. Uh, but uh, no, but all jokes aside, you know, I I'm gonna take Ohio. No, CJ Stroud over Utah. Easy pick. Yeah, that, that's fair. I know you're a, a CJ Stroud stand. I'm a not not a huge Ohio State quarterback fan myself 
unfortunately, and that's mostly part of it. But, uh, you know, someone's got to come along and change it, whether it's Fields or Stroud or someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that narrative can't continue forever. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think uh, – I, I don't think – Ohio State's Oregon, and they're just going to lay down and just get pummeled. But, yeah. Uh, he, okay. Baylor and Ole Miss, Sugar Bowl. This one I'm less sure about. I don't know if Baylor's starting that that young quarterback who, like, just got his first start in the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I'm again, I always lean SEC because – they are the best conference. So I will go Ole Miss on this one. I, I think they're they probably just got better guys, honestly, than Baylor. Like I especially on defense. I, I don't think Baylor has a defense as most Big 12 teams tend to not. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Um the only two losses that Ole Miss has um were Alabama and Auburn. Um, you know, with wins over, you know, your favorite Malik Willis, Liberty. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go Ole Miss. Um, I don't know. I really like their quarterback at Ole Miss. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Corral. Zach's um, pretty high on him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like him. Um, I don't think he's going to be in like, you know, a first round or anything like that. Uh, but he's going to be a, you know, a sneak. Second rounder, I can see him going. Um, yeah, uh, he's pretty good, big, strong kid. You know, strong arm. Oh, it's gonna be a really good game, but I'm gonna go um, almost. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think uh, yeah, Tyler. I think we we determined that Malik Willis had the best physical traits of the guys, but was the most wild card, and then Matt Corral seemed to be one of the more steady guys. Uh, along with Pickett, although one-year wonder there. No, not quite yeah. sure what to make of it. But, hey, Joe Burrow was, too. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that dude's balling. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was just imagine uh, making Cincinnati relevant as, as an aside here. <laughs> uh, all right. Playoff time. We got... Uh, this is a weird part is that they seem to mash the bowl games with the playoff. And I don't, I don't know if anyone makes head or tails of it, but um, I'm just going to refer to the games and kind of ignore the bowl uh, okay. connotation. But we have Bama against Cincy. I, I love this matchup. I don't know if it's going to be a good matchup, but I love the idea of it. <laughs> Uh, you know, since he's kind of that, they're they're everyone's uh, favorite underdog. Um, we, I think, I think most people at least love the fact that they even made it. You know, past the the country club gates here. But I, I just, I feel like it's not enough. I, I, I feel like Alabama just has probably all the most talented players in the country that Georgia didn't get. <laughs> they have a quarterback who I'm actually high on. Sorry, Desmond Ritter. Um, and I think they have the best coach. And I think the best players, the best coach, the best quarterback, and especially those last two make the difference. 
especially in college football where everything is uh, pretty lopsided in terms of parity. So, yeah, I'm going to go Bama pretty convincingly. I think this I, – I hope it's closer, and I hope the Bearcats have fight, and I wouldn't rule that out. But I think this could also look like that Notre Dame-Alabama championship game from, like, 2012 uh, real fast. Um, I'm actually going to go with Alabama, um, too. In my opinion – you know, everyone has all these high hopes for Cincinnati, and they're so happy that they they even made it into the playoffs. But in my opinion, Cincinnati didn't do anything all season. They had one good win over Notre Dame, and you know, obviously that just bumped them up and in, in the rankings. But I just fully expect Alabama just to lay down the hammer on them. Bryce Young, Heisman winner. Um, and I'm not even sold on Cincinnati's quarterback. You know, he's just a – in my opinion, he's like a smaller guy. doesn't have that mm. quick of an arm. Um, and then when you look at Alabama, there's a reason why Alabama is constantly in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They just – they play bigger schools. They play the best players in the nation, not like, you know, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who, who have they played this season? They played – Central Florida, <laughs> Tulane, South Tulane. Florida. Like, n- nobody knows these teams. Nobody plays these teams, you know? And it's just, yeah. why are they in playoffs? I'll, I'll, I'll say this again. Why are they in the playoffs? Like, Notre Dame should have easily been in the playoffs, all because Cincinnati beat Notre Dame in, like, week mm-hmm. five when Notre Dame was playing with the third-string quarterback due to COVID, you know? Yeah. And they barely scraped off with the win, 24-13. to 13. Like, I don't know. There's just so many things off with that but once again i'll go with alabama yeah yeah this could be big i know uh since he's actually moving to the big 12 soon so maybe (laughs) maybe that gets them a little more uh, a little more traction and consistent respect but i think something that i saw yesterday that i i wanted to to point out was i i doom scroll bleach report sometimes and (laughs) For the uh, clickbait articles, just, you know, just have a laugh. But I saw one of the Alabama linebackers. I don't remember his name. Uh, he, he was talking about how, like, he was reframing the narrative. He was like, no, we're, we're the underdogs, actually. Like, like Cincinnati's the favorite because they're the, the little Cinderella story. Like, we're, we're the underdogs. And I thought that was interesting because – you know, that, that definitely comes from, from Saban, the coaching staff, like top down and yeah, like, yeah. he's making those guys believe that like they have to keep working and they're not complacent. And I, I even watched uh, the man in the arena last night and that I swear, I think Tom Brady said the exact same thing. And then he goes and wins Super Bowl, And, and that, like, that's the mentality that I'm like, well, Cincinnati better be there too. <laughs> Cause otherwise no chance. Uh, yeah I, I think the other one uh georgia and uh and michigan might be a little closer i i'm not sold on this one but you know i i, I think that mich or i'm sorry uh michigan matches up well with georgia as as in what michigan does you know running the football downhill uh, relying on some key passes from 
Cade McNamara, but not having him do too much is pretty much exactly what Georgia is really good at stopping. Like you, you have to have a pretty good quarterback that can put it on his shoulders, I think, to beat them, you know, hence Alabama. And I, I don't know if McNamara is good enough to do that. And I, I think if Georgia can like get in the backfield early and often, then this might be kind of like a 17-10 grinder kind of game, but I, I think they can win and set up a, a rematch with Bama. Okay, so you're going to go Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you. You know, this is kind of like a toss-up. Um, I'm not sold on either quarterback. Cade McNamara had some really sloppy games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and when you look on the other side of the ball, Georgia, Stenson Bennett, decent. No JT Daniels. Um, he really got he really got bailed out most of the season by that freshman tight end. The was it Brock Bowser's? Um, that dude's a monster. Yeah, like I, I don't like. I, I'll probably, I'll have to agree with you. It's going to be a you know a close game, seventeen to ten. Um, I'm not even sure. Is the Michigan DN is he playing in the game? Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, Hutchins. Uh, you know I. I'm not sure. I, I feel like, you know, let, let me look this up real quick. We'll find out. Yeah, because if he is, because um, right now I'm a split, but if he is, I'm going to go Michigan. Uh, he was my highest uh, rated the end on the, on the last episode we did. I, I really liked him and really? even more so than, than Thibodeau. So I hope he plays. Um, um, I like Thibodeau, but I think Thibodeau is more just like a raw talent. Um, when you look at Aiden Hutchinson, it's more just like technique, I guess you can say. Uh, let me see. I don't, don't see it. Uh, I th- I think he's playing. Oh, if he, no! If he's playing, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Michigan easily. Yeah, I, I I figure something saying he wasn't playing would come up, but I didn't see anything. So I, I I'm gonna assume he's playing, and I hope so because yeah. I'd really like to just like dial in on him for most of the game <laughs> and just see what he does. Exactly. What do you have? Like what? 14, 15 sacks this season? Something like that. I think Ridiculous. it was. Yeah, it was like fourteen to sixteen or something. Like, I think it might have been even sixteen. Yeah, it was it was That's insane. Ridiculous. But I, it was like my ideal production meeting uh talent level type deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys like Thibodeau, I think he had like five sacks, but <laughs> <laughs> but he was just flying around, so you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I think that'll be interesting. I I I I'm honestly kind of rooting for Michigan just for a, a low key selfish reason, just because I feel like if Harbaugh maybe wins the title, that maybe he'll go to the Raiders, and then we won't be so sad. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think he's leaving Michigan. Anytime like you know, soon. I'm, I I delivered a title. I'm done here. Okay, bye. Let me go do another hard thing. <laughs> but you know, I don't I don't know. Um, All right. His thirty for thirty would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I think if uh, Georgia played Alabama in the title game again, I, I I just can't see 
Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels even remotely competing with Bryce Young. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's, like, in the, mo- the most important position in, the, like, on the field, and you have that lopsided of a advantage. Uh, and that same goes for McNamara, too. Honestly, I would kind of lump those three in. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just can't see, like, if I had to depend on, on one of those four guys to make the crazy throw that, like, would win the game, I, I would pick Bryce Young in a heartbeat. So I, I would pick Bama in that, no matter who they play. <laughs> yeah. Assuming they got well, there. Out of, like, all those three guys, though, that you mentioned, like, the JT, Stenson Bennett, um, and the Cade McNamara, like, who are you choosing then? Uh, if I had to pick between those three? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like they're it, it's like splitting hairs, but yeah. maybe I either Daniels or or uh or McNamara. I feel like I saw McNamara make a couple pretty ballsy throws against Ohio State, and then I, I've seen Daniels you know hold in there and, and, and do the same. So maybe, maybe one of those two, then uh, I would guess maybe McNamara by, by like a hair. Mm-hmm. I think I'm on the same boat, but I would go just by a hair. JT Daniels, you know, played in a lot of big games when he was at USC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just with the lack of production that Georgia has and the lack of like players besides, you know, that big freshman tight end, um, they really need someone just to stay in the pocket and just, you know, make time and, and try to make those good throws. Um and I think JT Daniels out of the three is the only one that has that experience of, you know, having these big SEC, you know, defensive uh-huh. linemen coming at him um, <laughs> and actually <laughs> producing. Um, so I'm going to go JT Daniels if he plays. That's a fair point. And I, uh, I, I think I uh, was, I was watching a game yesterday. I think it was uh, who Texas Tech, Texas Tech and Auburn just to like, reference your point on how big those sec guys are i think it was like the average measurables for the i want to say was the d-line for for houston was like 6-1 and like 210 and then for auburn it's like 6-5 and like 230 240 and i was like dude how are they winning this game (laughs) Uh, like that that just shows you just the the sheer difference like it, it's not close it's not close well i appreciate you coming on man you are uh you're awesome and uh i i, I really enjoy the back and forth yeah i appreciate you yeah, i appreciate you uh thanks for having me on again you know it's always a great time talking about football and sports and you know and Ohio State, hopefully winning. But, you know, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, you know, it was it's always a great time. Yeah, we might have a little. Uh, I think Zach has a little, little Packers bit on the next one, although it, uh, I'm not sure if it's a, a favorable one. But I'll I'll defend him. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, for sure, man. All right, everybody, go celebrate New Year's. Go watch those bowl games. Maybe don't get too drunk on champagne. Pop a few fireworks. Don't blow off your hand like Jason Pierre-Paul. 
Have a good one. See you next year or next episode and then next year. Later. Later. Check us out on Instagram at Fraternal Football Podcast. Twitter coming soon. We're getting a social media presence going. Also, we are on like eight different podcasting services, including Spotify, which you're most likely listening to. Apple Podcasts now, Stitcher, uh, like five more. Check us out on a variety. Uh, We got stickers everywhere. Slide into our DMs on social media. Engage. Maybe you want to be on the show. Let us know. We're out there and we're available. This has been Fraternal Football. Cam and Zach signing off. This episode is brought to you by How to Pest. Once again, they're good enough for the Lakers. They are good enough for you. Point taken. That's it. That's all you need. Just go hit them up right now. Do it.